Welcome to the Overcomers Podcast. Today, you'll be hearing a message from our very own Pastor Richard D. Dobbs, entitled, His Mind Will Connect Us as One. In today's message, Pastor Dobbs reminds us that life can be challenging. Trials and tribulations will come to cause trouble with the purpose of robbing us of our peace. But we have to remember the promise that God will keep us in perfect peace as long as we remain firm and stable with the mind of Christ. From wherever you're listening, we hope that you are empowered and equipped by today's message. Notice in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 through 7, reads as follows. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider robbery to robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. I want to read it to you again. He said, let this mind, what mind is that? That uh, the mind of Christ Jesus be in you. So he wants the mind of Christ to be in each and every one of us. He said he wants the mind of Christ to being you. What's that mind? Who being in the form of God did not consider robbery, robbery to be equal with God. But knows his mindset, another aspect of his mindset, but made himself of no reputation. No reputation. And not, not only that, he was taking the form of a bondservant. He was a bondservant. And not only that, he was coming in the likeness of men, the likeness of men. Based on what I've just read to you this morning, I want to talk to you from this subject. His mind will connect us as one. His mind, those is the mind of Christ, will connect us as what? It will connect us as what? There you go. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for your presence in this sanctuary. Father, you've been ministering all morning long, ministering in prayer, ministering in Sunday school, ministering, Father, for our youth, ministering, Father, for our morning worship. And Father, continue to minister. Father, you, you know what we need better than we do. Father, we pray that we have the mind of Christ, God, and we'll minister and out of that mind, God, and you will teach us how to minister and how to live, how to talk and how to think with the mind of Christ. And God, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Let those that agree say amen. In Philippians 3 and 16, of course, where we started at when we started this series, Paul encouraged us to walk by the same rule and be of the same mind. Walk by the same rule and be of the same mind in order to be connected as church members. He told us to be directed by the same rule. In other words, I want it to be alike. I don't want it to be different. I want it to be the same principle, the same law. And let's face the law we're talking about and the principle we're talking about is based on the word of God. And also, too, he wants us to have the same understanding and how we think, have the same views, to be harmonious and agreed together in order to be connected as church members. Now, remember, Paul wrote this letter to the church of Philippi because there was uh, the enemy was trying to bring division within the church. And so he, in order to combat that, he wanted us to be directed to proceed in the same manner, just like when a soldier marches in a row by 
the rules are the same rule of, of nothing different. He wants us all to be in harmonious and agreement and our understanding and our views and so forth. So because when we do this, it will combat division. It will cause us as well as the church to prosper in every area of our life. And thank God for prosperity. How many like prosperity? I, I, I'll thank you. Listen, I'll say, oh, Lord, oh, yeah. let me try that again. How many of y'all like prosperity? Amen. Glory to God. Oh, how, how many like being broke then? Don't raise your hand because you need to be devil cast out. Hallelujah. We also learn in Isaiah 26, verse 3 through 4, that the Lord will keep us in perfect peace if we keep our minds focused on Jesus. When our mind is established on God, we are no longer easily moved, and he gives us strength to connect to Jesus. And we know that when we keep our mind focused in on Jesus, he will cause us to be complete, have safety, tranquility, prosperity, and contentment. He wants us to be, be safe. He wants us to be in peace. He wants us to prosper, and he wants us to have contentment. If we keep our minds focused on Jesus, yes, guys, when we keep our minds focused on Jesus. And see, when our mind is established on God, we're no longer easily move, and he gives us strength to connect. Jesus, now, let me say to you, not just any kind of strength, it's supernatural strength. Because this strength is going to be everlasting strength. It's going to be strength that's going to last your lifetime. Why? Because he wants us to be connected to Jesus, not only Jesus, but his word, and not only his Jesus and his word, but like-minded church members for a lifetime. It's a supernatural strength, too, because God will give you strength to be connected to his word, connected to his his members connected to his Jesus to be connected to this anointing upon the church members all the days of our life. And that's a good thing to know because God does not want us to be in a position that we just easily moved by any wind of doctrine that comes our way. We got to be in the position that we are going to be connected to him all the days of our life. And how do we do that? By having that perfect peace, the peace that passes all understanding. And we thank God for that. Now we return back to the letter that Paul wrote to the church of Philippi in Philippians 2 and 5. And notice what it says, let this mind be in you. Let this mind be in you. Let me say to you, when I read this and I'm, this, what we're going to talk about here today, I'll be honest with you, a little bit challenged because when I first read it, I had to kind of catch myself and say, God, how do we explain this and to a point that is not blasphemous, but something that's going to be beneficial to the people of God. So I believe God gave me, uh, a revelation and I'm going to, hopefully I, I can pass it on to you to help us all become better in our walk with Christ. So we see here Philippians 2 and 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So he wants us to have the mind of Christ. What does that mean? He wants us to have the understanding of Christ. He wants us to have the same interest that Christ have. He wants us to have the same opinion that Christ have. He wants us to have the same thinking that Christ have. He wants us to have the same views that Christ have. We say, Pastor, what about my opinion? Let me say this to you. Would you rather have your opinion or you rather have God's opinion? I'd rather have God's opinion any day of the week because God's opinion will get me out of debt. God's opinion will keep my body healed. God's opinion will keep me delivered and not only keep me delivered, but deliver me from every stronghold that the enemy brings my way. So I want God's opinion. I want God's strength. I want God's way of doing things. I want his way of doing things. And see, 
this is what you got to understand. In my opinion, it would take a lifetime to consistently possess the opinion, the understanding, and the thinking of Jesus, which comes from hearing and obeying the written and revealed word of God. It's going to take a long, it's going to take a minute to get thinking like Jesus. It's going to take some time to think like our Savior. It's not going to happen overnight, so i got to take advantage of every opportunity I have when the doors of the church open to understand the, the revealed Word of God that comes forth here on a week-by-week basis. I need, his, well, I need to know his opinion about this. I need to know his view about certain things that are going on in my life. I need to know how God is thinking about the situation I'm currently dealing with. I need to know what he thinks about my financial situation. I need to have this view about what I'm dealing with on my in my business, in my job, and wherever I go. I need God's view or else I can just stick with my view. Now, my view may be in the, ne- in the negative. And plus, I'm limited in what I can see and what I can do and how I can act. But God is not limited. He can see me coming out even when I don't see myself coming out. He can see me delivering when I, nobody else can see me delivering. He can see me, amen, making a way, making a way out of no way when I can't see my way out of where I'm at currently. God would do that for us if we allow him. That's why I need his opinion. And it comes down to it, whose report you going to believe? Whose opinion do you believe? Whose plan do you trust? Do you trust your plan or do you trust God's plan? And that's a, a question we must ask ourselves on a day-by-day basis. You can go by your view. You can go by your opinion. You can go by way you think about it. You can go by way you act on it. You can go by what you think, but is it the what God thinks about it? Sometimes we can think God will bring us out just like this, but you know what God will do? He'll let us continue to go through some things. Because why? He knows that weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. He knows, amen, that this too shall pass, but it's going to be on his timing. And we got to have his opinion about it. We got to have his view about it. We got to have his way of thinking about it. We, we must know God's plan in our life. And I got to ask a question. I want you to think about this for a moment. What is God's opinion or view about what I'm doing right now? What is God's opinion or view about what I'm thinking about right now? What is God's opinion or view about the decision I'm about to make? What is God's opinion or view about what I'm dealing with right now on this business I'm dealing with? What's God's opinion of you about this? What's his opinion of you about my family? What's his opinion of you about my job? What's his opinion of you about my current situation? What is his opinion or view about what you're dealing with just as well as what I'm dealing with? What's his opinion of you? What's his opinion or view about this thing? And that's why he says, I need the understanding of God. I need God's interest. I need God's opinion, his thinking, and his view. Why do I need it? Because sometimes I'm going through a rough trial, and I need to know that God said, you know what? This too shall pass. Just hold on to me. Don't worry about anything. Don't shake. Don't move. Be still and see the salvation of the Lord. I need to know that. I need to know when I'm riding down the road and this this thought comes across my mind, I don't need to panic and and commit suicide. I'll take something. I need to say, God, you told me to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You told me that God got peace that passes all understanding. You said, God, you will supply every need. I need to know the opinion or the value or what God thinks about my situation. Can you imagine when when that young man went into that jail, and 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 they and then they told him they go they, excuse me they threw him in the jail, and 
And he told him this, you know, if God don't, excuse me, not just him, but several of them. And he said this, if God don't deliver me, I know he's still able. And what did God do? He delivered those individuals out of that situation. I'm telling you something. Sometimes we get in our own not 2019 den and pit, and then we get thrown in there by the enemy. And we got to ask ourselves the question, God, are you going to deliver me out of this? And you know what God's answer is? Yes. Uh, listen, I'm going to deliver you every time. May not be as fast as you want me to, but I'm going to get you out of it. Because didn't he get you out in 2018? Didn't he get you out in 2017? Didn't he get you out in 2016? 2019 going to be no different. Because is he not the same yesterday? Today and forevermore, isn't he not? He's saying the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. God can get you out of whatever you, we get ourselves into. He's been doing it over and over again. Somebody say over and over again. Ooh, good God Almighty. Now, church members, let me say this to you. Oh, um, in my opinion, it would take a lifetime to do that. It take a lifetime to understand the opinions and the views and how God thinks about certain things in our life. It takes a lifetime takes a lifetime. That's why it's, it's important that we continue to hear the written and revealed word of God. Paul wants us to have a mind, but notice that Paul wants us to have a mind that's in Christ Jesus. He wants us to have a mind that's in Christ Jesus. He says in Philippians 2 verse 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. He wants us to have the anointed mind. The Savior's mind. He wants us to have the God in the flesh mind. He wants to have the deliverer, the protector, and prosperity's mind. He wants to have that mind. Listen, I thank God for my mind, but my mind full of poverty. It's full of bondages. It's full of, amen, I, I'll let the enemy in if I ain't careful. But God can protect you. He can deliver you. And look at who else you going to depend on? Have you ever been thinking about something and you just wonder how in the world did these thoughts come across my mind? Why am I thinking about this right now? You can be in some of the strangest places and have some of the craziest thoughts. You can be in line in the store, get ready to check out, and have a thought that has nothing to do with you checking out. Thank y'all for the two honest people right here. Everybody else, you pray for the rest of us. You can be in the doctor's office, get ready to see the doctor, and have a crazy thought that's come across your mind. But thank God he gives us grace not to act upon it. Oh, thank God. We don't act upon every thought that come across my mind. How do we do that? The Holy Spirit helps us. Holy Spirit helps you. Because if you're not careful, you'll be able to snatch somebody on your job if you ain't careful. But God will give you grace not to do that right now. You think people, listen, people have snapped on jobs all over the world on a constant basis. But God gives us grace not to do certain things like that. Well, you never felt like quitting. You ain't worked long enough yet. You ain't worked long enough yet. If they felt like leaving that job and told them, but God give you grace in order not to do that. He, he, he's, his opinion is more important than our opinion. That's why he overrides our opinion in many cases and says, hey, you know what? You don't need to quit that job. I ain't told you to quit yet. I give you grace. Don't worry about that supervisor. Don't worry about those individuals who, who work for you. Don't worry about them. I got them too. Oh, I got them too. I got them too. And God will do that for you in the name of Jesus. How many God that ever did that for? How many know God would do that for you? He'll help you with that. Because if not, boy, you be on, woo, you got no family members every now and then you would have told them to. That's why God would do it for you. He'll override your opinion. See, church members who are connected as one body must have the same understanding and viewpoints as our Savior and be eager to share with other people. 
We need to know what, what Jesus thinks about them. Then he said this, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, to give you hope and an expected end. God knows what, I, what he thinks about you. And I'm glad he knows what he thinks about me. He's teaching me what, what, what he thinks about me. And I, it takes me a lifetime to get to know what he thinks about me. It is good to know what Jesus thinks about you. Oh, God, it's good to know what Jesus thinks about you. Now, let me say this to you. We, we see this in the text. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider robbery to be equal with God. Now, he wants me to have this mind. So what does that mean to me? I want to talk to you about that in just a moment. But made himself of no reputation. He wants me to have that mind. Taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. I want to make a statement to you, and, and then I'm going to go back and explain what I mean by it and, and, and hopefully take you further in this particular message. Jesus could have did miracles in a number of different ways. I mean, you know, we see Jesus laying hands on sick people and they recover. We see Jesus speaking to demons and demons being cast out. But, you know, Jesus could have did it in a whole different way if he wanted to. Because Jesus was not limited by human limitations. He he did, and in my opinion, he did it because he wanted to be an example to us in how we should uh, live with the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. He did it for an example of how we should conduct ourselves on a day-by-day basis. For example, I, I thought about this. You remember that time that Jesus, uh, he, he spoke to them, uh, the demons, and, and 2,000 of them came out, they called Legion. I mean, he didn't have to speak to him because he God. I mean, he could have thought it and all of a sudden the demons would have came out of him. But he did it as an example to us. He did. Listen, when he told that person, amen, to, to, uh, when he called uh, uh, demons out of people, when he laid, excuse me, when he told us to lay hands on the individual, God could have told us to do it in a whole different manner. But he is Lord, so he had to leave us an example to follow while we're here on the earth. And so he did that because every believer who's empowered with the Holy Spirit can do the same things that Jesus did. But he get but he also tells you this: don't get it twisted, neither. Because listen, I can walk on water. You might not can walk on water. Oh yeah, Pastor. Oh, I can walk on water, Pastor. Well, go ahead then with your bad self. I'm gonna let you walk on that water. I tried it one day when I was a young lad, didn't know nothing about Jesus. I stepped off in that pool one day. I was drinking water. Two seconds later, y'all, y'all figure that out a little bit later. So if you gonna walk on water, at least try something about two or three feet. And maybe in an ocean or something, we got we got a beach area. You walk out there. If you see yourself, you got um, more, every, the more steps you take, you got more water coming up on you. You're not walking on water, okay? You are not walking on water. Lead a walking on water to Jesus, okay? Now we'll stick to casting out devils. We'll speak, Amen. Those things that be not as though they were, we will speak life over our situation. We'll cast out devils. We'll speak to the uh, sick and the sick and recover. We'll do these other things by the power of the Holy Spirit. But the walking on water will lead to Jesus. We'll lead walking on water to Jesus. We'll lead the ascension to Jesus, you know, because we, I ain't seen nobody. I, I, I like Superman. I'm a personal hero of Superman, but I ain't seen nobody fly on this earth other than with a plane. Are y'all following me? Or something along that line. So I leave these type things up to Jesus. 
But when Jesus gives us power to do certain things, he, he, he remember, he was the first example. He was, he was the main example for us to do these things. And so think about that as we go through our message and the rest of our text today. Because when he says this, no, I want you to know something he says here, but made himself of no reputation. He made himself of no reputation. Jesus could have had a reputation, y'all. He could have been the most famous individual out there. Every time he healed somebody, he could have said, hey, I did this. Who going to argue with him? Jesus could have called down angels. I, I talk about in the, from the spiritual to the natural realm. And then every time somebody get ready to fight him, he said, oh, you going to beat up the, uh, all these angels sitting around me right now? And, the, and people would have saw the angels too. Because remember, in the Old Testament, one angel killed a thousand men at one time. One. Imagine if he had two of them out there. What they gonna do? Listen, listen, if, if one angel killed a thousand men, he didn't, listen, he didn't lose one fight with a thousand men. Can you imagine if he'd have kept on fighting? And all he would have said is two thousand men were dead, three thousand men were dead, four thousand men were dead. That's just one angel. Can you imagine two or three of them out there? Oh, God, they would have took out all armies, cities, countries, and so forth. But God chooses not to do that. Choosing not to do that. He don't choose to call down angels and the natural to fight natural men. He just chooses to do things in a certain way. And when he chooses to do it in a certain way, we follow his example. We follow his example. And so we have the power of the Holy Spirit because we've been filled. He made himself of no reputation. With all the power that Jesus demonstrated while here on earth, he made himself of no reputation. He made himself of no reputation. He, he laid aside equality with God. Even though he was God, he decided, I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to operate like God because I can do anything I want to, really. I, listen, it's dark over here. I cause light to come where darkness is. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. It's dark as all get out outside. They didn't have street light like we do. Listen, if every light went out, it was just flat dark. Jesus could have called the sun to come down at 3 o'clock in the morning. Are you, we're talking about the real God. We're talking about the God of the universe. We're talking about the God who made heaven and earth. He could cause the sun to come up and listen. It could be in the middle of the day. You see the sun standing straight over your head. God could have spoke to that sun and the sun, you saw the sun going down and nobody could have stopped it neither. I remember the old testament when Joshua was fighting. I'll be, excuse me, I'll be with Joshua. One of the men was fighting in the old testament. He caused the sun to be still for a, number, for a little while until they finished fighting. Good God, I'm like, can you imagine somebody stopping the sun? Woo-wee. I pray for not to rain sometime. And I, I'm like, woo, it, it's not raining neither. Thank God. Woo. I'd be amazed with that. Stopping the sun? Oh, I ain't never tried something like that. I mean, God do, could do some amazing things because he's all powerful. He's not limited like we are. And so we, miss, we need to understand that when God says something, going to do something, he could have made himself a reputation, but he decided to make himself of no reputation. Ooh, that's why he's our perfect example. He's our perfect example of how we should think, talk, and act under the guise of the Holy Spirit. Since he left his deity and put on human flesh. He put on human flesh. That's why we see the likeness of man. Everybody say the likeness of man. Everybody say the likeness of man. Say it like you're in a minute. The likeness of man. So we got the likeness of men. That's when he took on, took off his deity, which is a God nature, and put on human body. 
the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten full of the Father. Now, that's when, when you think about this now, that's why the Holy Spirit gives us power. Power. Everybody say power. Notice this. It's power to imitate Jesus as well as witness to others about him based on Acts 1 and 8. Let's go to Acts 1 and 8. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. Hallelujah. Notice what it says here in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, Samaria and to the end of the earth. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon me, and you shall be witnesses to me in, in, in Temple, in Douglasville, in Lithia Springs, Noonan, uh, uh, Peachtree City, Temple, Tallapoosa, Lord, uh, Rockmore, Paulding County, Harrison County, wherever it is, we shall be witnesses of Jesus along the way. And thank God we will be a witness for him. Because Jesus knew, knew we need the ability and strength to share our testimony, to pray, to fast, to love one another, to come to church, to study scripture, to give our personal devotion, our decision making, our maturity, in order to live a victorious and a happy life here on the earth. Thank God he gave us the power to do that. Power to, to, to testify to the goodness of God. Power to pray. Let me tell you, you need power to pray. Everybody say power to pray. You need power, in other words, to fast. Oh, God, I mean, you know, when you start fasting, boy, when you start getting hungry, boy, it's a temptation to get out that fast. Thank you, brother. I, I know it's all people that fast know exactly what I'm talking about right there. Boy, I'm telling you, sometimes when you say you're going to fast and fall, boy, at 2.45, you get hungry, it's all get out. I'm talking about hungry. You got an hour and 15 minutes, boy. I'm sorry, you, you can eat the sofa if it, that, that thing moved. That's another way. You can throw some ketchup on, on a piece of cushion or something to eat it because you feel the hunger sometimes. You, you got an hour and 15 minutes to go, but you feel like you can eat anything. Throw some barbecue sauce on that piece of paper right there and eat it up, boy. I said, ah, God, it's right there. But God gives you power. Everybody say power. Notice this, it got power to love one another. It takes power to love one another. Look, I like this one too. It takes power to come to church. It takes power to come to church. Thank you all for the three amens. It takes power to come to church. It takes power. It takes power to go to work and stay at work. Thank you all for the four amens. Somebody didn't quite get that. I got a problem going to work, but staying at work. Stand at work. I'm talking about staying on a job that sometimes you're like, God, I, I, I thought you sent me to the job, but I'm not quite sure now. Let me tell you something. God will give you power to stay on that job. God will give you power to do that business deal. God will give you power to study scripture. God will give you power to give. Just like we had power to give a few minutes ago. We got power to give. Continue to give. We have power to have a personal devotion with Jesus. We need power in our decision making. Decision, I'm talking about everyday decisions. We need the power of God. Need the power. Think about this. Raising your children, you need the power of God. You need it. Because you can't, whose opinion do you want? Your opinion or God's opinion? You can't watch your children 24 hours a day and seven days a week. I remember a number of times I saw my, watch my children get on the bus as they were growing up. I realized I can only go so far. I can only go so far. They're going to be in school and I got to trust Jesus more than I do the teachers or anybody else. 
Thank y'all for the two amens right there. You're going to learn it. Listen, I thank God for the school system, but I trust Jesus in that school more than I trust the teachers at the school. Y'all get that a little bit later. Because you'll find yourself getting mad at folks that really, you, you put them in a place they, they ain't got no business being in. You put them in a place of God when God should be in the place of God. It, it takes power to, to, to mature in Christ. To grow up, to make godly decisions, to no longer be children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. It takes maturity. It takes maturity in order to do that. In order to live a victorious Thank God for victory and a happy life here on earth. It takes power to be happy. I talk about power to be happy. I'm talking about when things that can go wrong, go wrong, it takes power to remain happy. And I love a happy Christian. How many thank God for happiness, praise God? Well, I'm talking about it's sad being sad all the time. I'm sad for folks that are sad all the time. Because everything ain't going to go your way, but that should not control your circumstance. It should not control whether or not you smile or don't smile. It should not control whether or not you do right by giving God his praise and his worship as as opposed to not doing it. We should be happy. We should be happy about going to church. We should be happy about going home. We should be happy about going to our business. We should be happy about going to work. We should be just happy if we get up every day. Every day, just happy. I'm happy to get up. I'm happy. I'm happy. Oh, I'm just happy. You well, well, we're past our things are not always going your way, but I know all things are working together for my good because I love God and I'm called according to His purpose. How many can, can do admit that things are not always going your way, but you're still happy? I mean, I mean, stuff always go your way. No, but we're still happy though. We are still happy. We're happy. We're definitely happy. We're happy now. Jesus still knew that he was equal with God. Notice what he said in the text. Who being in the form of God did not consider robbery to be equal with God. He was equal with God, but yet he chose to come in the likeness of men. He says, I'm be of the same value with God. We must all know that we are in Christ in order to strengthen our confidence as a believer. When we know we're in Christ, we can better recognize our aim of the devil, who, who the devil is that tries to attack us. When we know who we are in Christ, we recognize the enemy. I remember one of the things they taught us in banking was they taught you how to recognize the real so you know when the counterfeit comes your way. And people have, listen, you believe it or not, people will bring counterfeit money to a bank all the time. All the time. It's amazing that people got some printers these days and they get some paper and they feel just like real money. Real money. They can print it up. Print it up. They can print up fake IDs. They can print up money. They can print up all types of things. That's where you got to watch your account. Let me say that to you. I don't know who I'm talking to that, but watch your account. Balance it. Look at it every day if you have to. But watch your money. Watch your money because you don't know when the enemy going to try to do something against you. You don't even know. I'm telling you because they, they slick out there. They slick. But thank God for his grace and his mercy and his protection over our lives. Is that right? Now, with the mind of Christ, he wants us to take the form of a bond servant. A bond servant. I want you to notice what it says there in, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 7. But made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant. Now, notice the mind of Christ is that he, we take the form of a bond servant. We take the form of a bond servant. What's a bond servant? One that's devoted to the cause of Christ 
to the disregard of one's own interests. One who gives up his will for the will of Christ. A bondservant. Devoted to the cause of Christ, to the disregard of one's own interests. One who gives up his will for the will of Christ. We must be bond servants. Bond servants. Remember that. If this mind is going to be in you, you're going to be a bond servant. If this mind is going to be in you, you're going to give up your interest for the interest of Christ. If this mind will be in you, you're going to give up your will for the will of Christ. It says this, we are devoted to Jesus. It's no longer our will, but his will that must be done. Oh, God, we got to have the mind of Christ. His opinion, his views, his thoughts, and his interest. I, I, I must have that. Because my views, my thoughts, my interests, put it like this. My natural mind may think it's important, but my spiritual mind may think different. For example, I may not want to forgive them, but the Holy Spirit says, forgive. They did me wrong. My natural mind says, I'm not going to forgive. But my spiritual mind, what is God's view on this situation? What is God's point? What is God's way of doing it? I'm going to think like Christ. I'm going to think like Christ. And that's important for us in this sanctuary and the people we share with. We need to understand my opinion is sometimes as null and void. Yeah, I, listen, I value what you think, but I'm more concerned about what does God think. Because he got the power to deliver us. He got the power to heal us. He got the power to make us free from whatever's trying to put us in bondage. He's got the power in order to do that. So I need his thoughts, his opinions, his way of doing things, his interests. If it's not important in scripture, then even no matter what I think about it, I've got to put more important on, excuse me, more importance on the things of God than I do my own opinion. And then I keep myself out of trouble. Because I'm going I'm to fall in line with what God says. What does God say about this, that, and the other? What does God say about things that are going on in society, going on in my family, going on at the job? See, sometimes we get involved with stuff that really shouldn't, we shouldn't even get involved in. Because the scripture says we should not be a busybody. And we should not be messy. And if people are being messy and a busybody, we just stay away from that kind of stuff. That'll keep you going a long way in life if you don't, if you follow his example. We got to have, be a bond servant. A bond servant. A bond servant. We got to be devoted to the cause of Christ and not our own interest and one who gives up his will for the will of Christ. We need his opinion, his views, his thoughts, his interests as the Holy Spirit directs us. His thoughts, his interests, his way of doing things. I need the mind of Christ. That's why he says, notice what he says at, at, at the first part of chapter, of Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Let this mind. We got to let our mind. We got to submit to doing it God's way. We got to let his mind. You can't force it, but you got to let his mind. Let God just continually take over your mind on a day-by-day basis. Let me tell you something. If you do, you'll think better, you'll talk better, and you'll act better. And you follow this. You won't worry like you used to worry. You won't fret over things that really are not that important. Listen, you won't get fired from a job. You'll keep a relationship. You will do what is right according to Scripture. Sometimes we get caught with stuff that don't even matter. 
And then we'll bring our family into it. We're bringing loved ones into it. We're bringing people that really ain't got no business being a part of it. But if we follow what God said, listen, we got to go by his opinions, his thoughts, his views, so forth and so on. That's having the mind of Christ. And when we all start to think like that, we'll all be connected as one. We won't be worried about things that don't matter, but we'll be concerned about the things of Christ. Well, but listen, if Christ is concerned about it, I'm concerned about it. It don't matter what I think. I may not, I might think that's not a big issue, but if God thinks that's important or if God thinks that person is important and he died for that person, then I think that's important. I think that's because he thinks it's important. We need to understand what he thinks is important. We must think it's important as well. We take on the mindset of a bond servant. It's no longer our way of thinking. Oh, by the way, let me skip. Let's go to Luke 22 and 42. Luke 22 and 42. Give that. Luke 22 and 42. I want to show you that scripture real quickly. Luke 22 and 42 reads as follows. Saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Notice it was no longer his will, but his, the Lord's be done. I thank God that if Jesus went through it, when he, before he went to Calvary, we're going to go through some of the same things. We're going to go through some of the same things, but we got to take on the mind of Christ, his opinions, his views, his thoughts, and his interests. We got to do it, do it like he wants it done. And if God don't think it's important, so be it. So be it. And how do you know what, what's important to God? How do you know what's important to God? Right here in Scripture. That's it. You study, study, show thyself approved unto God. A work man need not be ashamed, rightly divine, the word of truth. You study what, what's important to God. And when you study what's important to God, you won't worry about this, that, and the other. You find yourself worried. Oh, you say, oh, that's not important to God right there. He said, told me to cast my cares upon him, for he cares for me. I shouldn't worry about that. If God says that I'm going to supply your need, oh, why am I worried about my needs being met then? Why? Because I need to think like he wants me to think. I need to have his interest, his view, his way of doing things. If he said, by your, by his stripes, I'm healed, oh, I can't be worried about this thing that's trying to challenge my body because he said he's going to take care of it for me. I'm going to follow his way of doing things. If God said he's going to deliver me, oh, I'm, I'm going to follow his plan of doing it. He says all the promises of God in him are yes and amen. i got to follow his way of doing things. I got to do it like he wants it done. Not the way I think it should be done, but the way Christ wants it to be done. And we can do this with the power of the Holy Spirit. We can do this with the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I know that you say, Pastor, sometimes what God asks you to do is hard. I agree. But let me say this to you. You can do it with the power of the Holy Spirit. You can do it with the power of the Holy Spirit. If God says do this, that, and the other, and, 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 and you can do this and that, but the other seems hard, you got to follow the plan of the Holy Spirit. And do it the way God wants it done. Do it the way God wants it done. Now, I want to go back and read some, something else to you in Philippians chapter 2 and verse, verse 6. Who be in the form of God did not consider Robert to be equal with God. Now, remember, we say that because God has stepped down from his deity into human flesh. Made himself for no reputation. Could have. But he left an example for us. I'm telling you, God could have God could have did a whole bunch more things while He was here on the earth. Even though we're limited by f- flesh, He was not limited by flesh. I'm telling you, we were not limited. God is not a. a let me tell you, when we talk about God. It takes something with all the power that Jesus had to, to 
not to stop the people from whooping him before he went to the cross. I'll tell you, that tastes something right there. I remember when I was growing up and I got a whooping, I tried my best to fight back with mama. But that wasn't happening, though. That was not happening. And the more I fought back, the more... Mm. I ain't going to say by his stripes I was healed. By his stripes I was corrected. I put it to you like that. But God could have stopped that at any time. When they were getting ready to whoop him with that cat and I tell he could have stopped their arm in mid-flight. Not only this, he could have stopped the pain from hurting him like he did. But he chose not to. God did things for our example. He became in the likeness of men. Are y'all getting it so far? Now, let's go a little further. Let's go a little further. Now, life can be challenging. Oh, I'm sorry, I skipped something. We're talking to bond servant. It's no longer our way of thinking, talking, acting, but we all walk by the same rule in how we carry out God's business. This is the form that others need to see. A form talks about the external appearance. They need to see us connecting with one mind at the same rule. Need to see us at the same. Listen, what, is that, what does that mean, Pastor Dallas? We're going to walk in the same procedure. We'll proceed in a row as a march of a soldier. What does that mean? That means that when we get in praise and worship, if I see the praise leader clapping and wants me to clap, I'm going to clap too. When the praise leader wants me to sing a certain song, then I'm going to sing that song too. Because why? We need to be on the same rules, the same principle, the same way of doing things. Listen, when, when the praise leader wants me to do certain things, I'm going to do it because that's the way the praise leader wants it done. I'm going to do it because they're leading me and we need to be on the same road, the same form. External appearance needs to look about the same. We may not clap at the same rate, but we need to be clapping like the praise leader asked us to. When it's time to give, it's not just one person giving, we all should be giving. When it's time to get the word, we should all be getting the word at the same time. When it comes to doing the things of God, we should be all working together. Are y'all following me here? Working together. Working together. Everybody say working together. And see, when we have the mind of Christ, it will connect us as what? One. It connects us as one. Because it's no longer my interest, my view. Oh, we should have sung this song and we should have did that and the other. No, whatever the praise leader does. Oh, that's the song we're going to sing this morning. You know what? I'm going to sing it to the glory of God. I'm going to sing it because that's what they want me to do. I'm going to be on the same route. I, listen, I might want to sing this other song over here, but that's not the order of it. The song is what the praise leader brings before us. And I'm going to follow that lead the way they told me to do it. I'm going to do it the way they want me to do it. Now, if I do that, I know uh, I'm going to be that external appearance. Others are going to see it. They're going to see it. They're going to see it. They're going to see it. That's the form that they're looking for that God wants them to see. And you read that over in, yes, verse 6. Who being in the form of God? Who being in the form of God? Now, I want to read this last two statements here. Life can be challenging. Life can be challenging. Thank God for God helping us through those challenges, though. I mean, agree that God's helped you through some challenges in your life before. I mean, you know, God can do it for you. But he does through the power of the Holy Spirit. Trials and tribulations will, will come to cause trouble with the purpose of robbing us of our peace. I'm telling you, trouble going to come. Irritation and agitation going to come. Irritation and agitation going to come. 
with the purpose of robbing us of our peace, our safety, our tranquility, our calmness, our prosperity. He definitely tried to get our happiness from us. We as believers need to be happy. But it's not, you can't make me be happy. I'm not trying to make you be happy. I want you to get with God so God in turn can make you happy. So I want you to be happy on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Did I leave a day out? Did I leave a day out? Okay, I didn't leave a day out. So I want you to be happy all the time. Why would you be happy all the time? Because you're with Christ. Now the enemy will paint a picture through your, through trouble and agitation and irritation that you don't need to be happy. That you don't need to be prosperous. You don't need to be calm. But I thank God we serve a God that can, listen, listen, God can make you happy, make you prosperous, give you calm and tranquility in the middle of trouble. In the middle of trouble, he can give it to you. You could be in the middle of something and all of a sudden you got a smile on your face because you know God is giving you peace that passes all understanding. And trouble can cause such chaos, disorder, and confusion that we'll break the connection with God, his church, and his people. That's why we need to make sure that we follow the peace of God. That's why we have the promise that God will keep him and keep us in perfect peace, according to Isaiah 26 and 3. As long as we remain firm and stable with the mind of Christ. It's his mind that will connect us in one. And our views and our faults and our opinions and our interests, etc., according to the word of God. We remain we may focus on the mind of Christ. His mind will keep us in our views, in our faults, our opinions, our interests, according to the word of God. He'll keep us for us there. He'll keep us there. Our minds will connect us as, excuse me, his mind, not my mind. And I thought about this too. Whose mind do you want? You don't, notice he said he don't want the mind of Paul. He didn't want the mind of the leaders in the church. He didn't want the, the minds of nobody, mother or father. He wanted them to have the mind of Christ. And I want us all to have the mind of Christ in this church, in this sanctuary, in the believers. We want us all to have the mind of Christ. Because why? We can have the same interests, views, faults, etc. according to Scripture. And when we do that, it's going to connect us and make us one. It's going to connect us all and make us one. Everybody got to understand. Everybody understand? All right, I'm done. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Father. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia, on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at occvr.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.